Welcome to The 8 Billion Project, where we're on a mission to make an impact by discovering and sharing the purpose of every person on this planet. I'm your host, Lisa Florida. Enjoy today's episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The 8 Billion Podcast. I am your host, Lisa Florida. And today we've got a special guest, Miss Kadian Asimoda. Kadian uh, would like to share a little of her story with her readers. She can relate how she ra- raised her, herself from a girl that did not know how to read or spell to becoming a five-time author and self-publisher. You've got an amazing story, Miss Kadian, and I am so happy to welcome you to the 8 Billion Podcast. How are you doing today? I'm blessed. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, actually, Miss Kadian, the reason that I saw you is, you know, I was in the process of interviewing uh, Shanique. And so I was going through her YouTube channel and I came across your interview with her and I said, amazing. She has such life, you know, she has such great advice for life. I think you guys were talking about relationships and the equal exchange of of men and women. Um, But just to, you know, you've got an interesting story. Would you, would you mind giving us a brief, uh, a briefing on your story of how you didn't know how to read and you didn't know how to read or spell. And now you've become a five-time author. Yes. Um, Growing up, I, I was living in with my mom and dad. I was a brilliant student in school, but growing reached a point where my mother and father couldn't stay with each other, so they break up. So I was living from home to home, school to school, switching all over, and I get messed up where it comes to learning. So I fell out of high school at the age of 15, didn't finish high school. Um, I was struggling to read and comprehend, was struggling basically with books. I was scared to put pen and paper together. One day I get up and I say, let me write some Bible verse down for my daughter to study in alphabetical order and see how great she would do with it. And when I did it, and then I helped her to read it over, she like know the 26 alphabetical Bible verse in a row, less than two days, and she memorized them. I'm like, wow. And I just heard the Spirit say, you just written your first book. But the Bible verse was too big for kids that just learning to read. But my daughter is very smart at that level. So I said, I'm going to use those Bible verse to start my adult book, and then I'm going to do a smaller version for kids. And that's how I came up with my first two books. So, so really quick, take us back. You said that you went to high school up until 15, then you dropped out. But after that, you struggled to, to read or write, read or write, correct? Yes, I, I struggled in doing my maths. I struggled with my spellings. I could be, I have, you know, to read. I don't read fluently like everyone else, but I go back to classes through art school and so every classes I could get so I always put myself in it there was one point in time I did a course with the art school my mother was in that class with me also where we we learned basic skills of reading and mathematics to pass that level 
And I did finish and graduate and get a certificate from that class. Got it. And um, and you grew? Did you grow up in? Are you from Jamaica? Yes, I'm yeah. from Jamaica. Okay. And so, one of the things that I was curious about is, you know, at 15 or you went all the way to high school. How? I mean, that's still pretty far, considering you couldn't read or write. How did you get through, like? maybe elementary school and in, you know, into like that first phase of high school? Well, I usually go to school, but not as often as ever, but um, the, when I sit my high school, the, they call it GSAT at that time. I failed it. Then I did, I did the grade seven, grade seven test. And I, I don't know if I passed, but they have to place it at the high school at the point in time with the grade level and all you're going. So I guess I have a little score there and there, but it was hard for me. And spellings was, I never get nothing in spellings. You never but the reading, I still could maneuver, but sometimes to comprehend and understand what basically I'm reading was very hard for me. Wow. And then fast forward, what, what uh, inspired you was you teaching your daughter about Bible verse, right? That yes. became the catalyst for you starting to write books. Yes. And then uh, do you, now, do you feel it, that it is a, a gift in a way? Yes. Uh, it is, yes it's it a is. gift, right? Yes. Because when, um, when I did the book, I did it as a pamphlet in Jamaica where I even stapled it up. It wasn't as professional as this. I went to the, the internet cafe and he helped me type it up. Then he told me about introduction. I didn't know about introduction and all these things in the book. And he helped me to type up something and it, it did start selling. Then I migrated to the U.S. and I parked for a while. But in 2020, I said, I want to upgrade my book into real book form. And I reached out to a friend and she said she can help me. She gave me a few ideas. But then we, the girl that she get to edit and proofread for me, um, the, the relationship just went off and then I start doing everything by myself. And that's how I go on, on the internet search of oh, self-publishing about Amazon and stuff. And I just get into it by myself, make a lot of mistakes and there and there. But yeah, it was a learning process also for me. But that's, that's amazing, you know, because that's what I, those are the stories that I share is, you know, I've come across quite a few authors now and they've either self-published. I just feel like we are in times where people are using, you know, all kinds of art forms to express themselves, you know, and the, like you said, so you had previously started writing back in what year? Yeah, I did, um, I did them in, when I was in Jamaica, like four years ago five years ago. And when I came, it wasn't like these are big or having so much. It was just the photos slash the Bible verse. Then I start, I said, I have to put script, like explain what the Bible verse is saying, put down some word to the Bible verse and the photos. And that's what I did. And I get into it. I get help with the, the adult one because I asked my husband to help me. But with the kiddies one, I didn't have any else. I end up after writing every single word by myself. And I realized it, it came out more powerful than the adult one. I'm sorry to say it's the, the kiddies book. It seems like it's even going, it, 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 it touched 
adults so much that I can't even believe that I did it by myself. The other day, uh, I was going through a phase where I really break down crying, going through some really heartbroken time. And somebody invited me to do a session. It was Saturday night. And I was looking for a particular page to read from the kiddies book for the session. And the Lord take me to H and literally that speak to my spirit. Would you, it could literally you... speak to me. And I was like, did I write this? So it's in the, this is the kiddies Would, book. Do you mind sharing it? Yeah, I'm going to share it. It says, Psalm 62, verse 6, He alone is my rock and my salvation. My I told I shall not be moved. And then I read this for it. God is the key to everything you need in life. So make him the center of your life and your best friend. When you, you have a problem, you can always count on him and he will never let you down. If you are struggling with depression, bullying, or low self-esteem, take a deep look in yourself and know that God loves you. Know that you are special and that he made you for a reason. You are, gift, you are a gift. You are full of greatness and you are, and you are beautiful and special. Even you do not know it yet. Even, even if you do not know it yet, Give yourself time to get to know you. Stop listening to what others say and listen to God. He made you so he truly know who you are. He truly know you and what you can do. And he knows your future is bright. Now, look in the mirror and say, I am beautiful, handsome. I can do this. I will make history. I am I. I am worth more than what money can buy. Absolutely. I am a gift and I am beautiful and wonderfully made by God. I don't care what anyone say. I know who I am. It was so powerful. I never even know. <laughs> I never even know that page was that powerful. You That's know, amazing. and it, it breaks me and rebuilds me. And it catch me back to say, why am I crying? It is going to be okay. It's going to be okay. You know, Miss Kitty, and I, you know, I asked you to come on the 8 Billion podcast because, you know, like the message that you shared with Shanique, but you seem to hold a lot of life wisdom. You know what I mean? I, I mean, I, you, I, I'm, from the time that we connected, I know that you had some personal things that were going on, but I, I think that this is, you know, that was a great message to share with the audience only because I think everyone is going through so much right yes. now. Yes. As much as life was normal and turned upside down, even people that kind of had it kind of together and had their life, it's like literally so much uh, change is happening. You know, yes, yes. And so, you know, that's what I wanted to say as you know, as you're navigating through life. I mean, how how has the pandemic has it changed your life dramatically? Has it inspired you to do more things? I typically will ask this from time to time, but it just depends on what guests. And that's why I'm saying, you know, maybe this time it's appropriate. <laughs> yeah, it is. It changed my life 
in a big form. It 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 motivates me and it gives me new wisdom. It gives me new knowledge and more. My gifts are more blossoming in this time. Um, at the say in 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 the pandemic, I I was on Facebook and somebody said. But so they want some artists from different countries to write a book. And I said, okay, I'll join. I didn't know one thing I was doing. <laughs> I didn't know if I could even put pen and paper together. And that's how I end up being in the dark secret 365 days with so much different artists all around the world. I think it's 12 different artists from 12 different countries wrote this book. And I'm one of them as the Jamaican author. It make gold record, um, the world record right now, and it is awesome. I, 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 I'm speechless. Um, I never know I could Congratulations. I will definitely post something about that in the description box so people can. Could you tell us a little bit more about what's the content of Dark Secrets? Um, Dark Secret is 365 days Dark Street of Secrets in 65 days. So it's like persons experience and oh God, help them to get through it. And it's a testimonial form of what you're going through through a period of time and oh, you get through it with God's help. Uh, and you wrote, you're one of the 12 authors. Yeah. Could you share with us what the experience that you shared uh, in well, Dark Secrets? Uh, mine was just um, fiction. I went into oh, really? fiction. I, yeah, I went into fiction and was just speaking on relationship and breakup and infidelity and stuff. Oh, person can be, oh, person get hurt by best friend and stuff like that. So, because I didn't really have a topic to write, <laughs> so I just start writing what comes to my heart, and yeah, it went out well. Well, you know, you do seem to have a lot of like either relation, you have a lot of wisdom when it comes to relationship. And that's why I was saying it called to me. And I, I think the subject with, with, or, or what Shanique was asking was the, you know, and I think what you alluded to was you have to be mindful of give and take between a relationship yes. and you can, and you can sense that, right? Yes. Yes. Um, and yeah, go ahead. I'd like you yeah. to elaborate on that if you if you still remember the talk. Yes, um, we were talking about general um, how much a man should give or if we married a man and start from scratch and nothing. And in life, every, not everybody's going to be on the top. You need somebody to help you pull it to the top. So if you're going to work together, it's, it's all about genuineness, true love, and having a goal to work towards. And if you have a partner that you both of you are on the same page, it is okay to start off with somebody with nothing. Mm-hmm. It's not all the time you're going to say you want a man that have everything or a woman that are on this level because by the end of this, still... will not work out. You understand? And, many per- and by the end of the day, when those things are lost, but true relationship should be based on love, respect, genuine love, and the word of God. And you both working together as one to create a home for our kids. Because right now, many kids are going through so much because of 
the adult decision that we make in life where we decide, oh, I'm married and I, I, I don't like your ways, so I'm just going to quit or go off or, you know, you and your husband start from scratch. And as they reach to the point of feeling that they are very successful, they start disrespecting and pushing you down and the relationships start break apart. But when it starts breaking apart, we're hurting our kids also. And then when it breaks apart, it's either the father not taking, playing the part role that they should play or the mother not playing that role or it's just a big conversation. We are damaging our future, which is the kids. What are the life side example that we are setting for them to follow? Yeah. No, absolutely. I agree. I absolutely agree because, you know, even me, I'm, I'm a single mother, but I, you know, going back to the relationship part, I, I completely agree. The basis of it all has to be love. And sometimes you can, you can start a relationship when, you know, either the man or the woman doesn't have anything, but it's all about how you grow together. Because yes. even in that dynamic, things can start changing, right? Yes. One will start making money, you know, it's, it's interesting. And then now in this day and age, you know, for a lot of us, like, especially myself as a podcaster, I navigate through a lot of, you know, different podcasters. So a lot more people are becoming more visible. Now everyone has a YouTube channel everyone's on social media. And, and now, I mean, you can monetize all of that. Yes. You know, so people are, are able to create a, you know, a living off just being on social media and it's amazing. So yeah. the, the rules of engagement now in relationships are, even though there's a basis of love, it's so, there's so much going on in the world. It, it's really interesting how couples are, are, are trying to navigate to like save their relationships or keep the yes. relationship going. Yes, because, you know, they say person grow apart, but the only way person grow apart is when you start ignoring the fact that you're not showing love or doing what you're supposed to do and start trash running after the vanity that is in this world. You start craving for more. You know, you're not, you don't have a satisfaction and try to put a line in between your family and work. Yes, it is good to have houses. It is good to have cars. It's good to have assets. But by the end of the day, when you get older, your mm-hmm. house, your car, and your money cannot do nothing for you. Absolutely. I agree. I absolutely agree. Yeah, it's the basis. And I think I, I think that where everyone is headed, you know, now, um, a lot of things are starting to change to open up people's eyes to what really matters in life, right? It's more yes. meaningful relationships. It's yes. not about making all the money, having the nice cars and homes, right? Because the pandemic showed us that that can be taken away. We were fighting for our lives. Most definitely. Most definitely. And if you don't set that foundation to have family and loved ones around you, to have that time and that band to know each other, to to make somebody laugh and you laugh together Mm -hmm. and you're going to be in a, Trust me, you're going to die faster than the, the pandemic killed people. Because by the end of the day, loneliness and nobody to take care of you when you truly need it, your money can't do nothing for you. Mm-hmm. Definitely can't. No, absolutely. 
You know, I was raised by, you know, I'm, I'm Filipino by ethnicity, but I was raised here in the United States. But that's, you know, with my parents, that's what it was all about. I mean, they worked hard to make, you know, to make a living and put a roof over our head. But at the end of the day, it was all about the family values. And then, yeah. you know, I lost my mom in 2018. And it was it was absolutely a crazy time in, in our lives. But that more than ever is the year that I will always remember because that's when the family came together. That that's how I know, like my brother and sister, I can depend on because between the three of us, we, you know, we alternated taking care of my mom, but that wouldn't have happened if we all didn't share that same type of love. Right. Yes. Yes. It's those values that we need to start instilling. Instilling, Yes. We need to start in this, in our values, in our family values and love and creating that family boundary, mm-hmm. you know, but persons, they, they don't, it's like I've, they, many men's out there, there's like going around having 10, three, four different girlfriends, getting three of them pregnant and they don't care about the kids. And the, then the kids grow up with this anger and, and, and loneliness and pain, you know, with my experience, my dad wasn't there for me when mm-hmm. I needed him. And at this point in time, he expected me to take care of him. But you did not give me the foundation where I'm supposed to be Absolutely. in school <laughs> so I can have a proper job to take care of you. Oh, you expect me to take care of you now when I'm still struggling to make my way there. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. I, and that's what I was saying. And it happens a lot in even Asian cultures that we take care of our parents. Some, I would say in some cultures, it's almost like it's, it's um, what's the word? Like it's required. They think that automatically when they raise the kids that they, that they do They're that. supposed to take They're care supposed of to them. do that. But interestingly enough, as much as that happens in the Filipino culture um, with my mom, you know, she got sick with cancer twice. And even then she had set up like an insurance. So then she said that if, if she became to that point where uh, she needed to be taken care of, that it would be paid for. But we, even if she had that, we, as the kids, because of the love that she showed us growing up, we, there was no other option for us. There was no way we were going to let anyone else watch, watch, you know, watch my mom while she was sick. Because you, you know that that's a big part of their healing. Yes. How much love you give them and show yes. them. Oh, my gosh. Yes. It makes yes. me want to cry now, Miss Kadian. Yes, it's most definitely. And and not even money can buy that moment. No. No money can give you that moment. And it's one of the most precious and important moment in life when we take that time out for family. And even the Bible speak about it. By right, parents are supposed to set the foundation for to hand off to even their grandkids. We're not supposed to come and take care of them, but by respect, yes, we should be there for them. Yeah. As children, we should show that love and respect back. But the, the parents that think that it is a must for kids to come and take care of them, it's not like that. That's not what the Bible says. Yeah. You should set that foundation for your kids to reap from it. Yeah, Absolutely. And so is that why you have this passion to work with kids and do the books that you do? Because yes. a big part of that is who they, who, who this next generation is. Yes. And, and a lot of kids out there are hurting because 
even many times the home is broken up, we have a lot of kids that going through um, sexual abuse, so much mm-hmm. abuse out there by just, oh, I, my mother's going to leave me over there so she could go to work because that is not there. I don't have any family member. And when they leave them with that particular person, you don't know what's going on. They get so much sexual abuse. They mm-hmm. can be sexual abused by even the very same step parents that you brought in their lives so much so much things that is going on and our kids are hurting because i am a victim of sexual abuse by close family member by a person that's supposed to be my elder that person that's supposed to lead me they wreck me but it's wow. the mercy of god that kept me you know that it's so interesting, Miss Kadian, just because even in just this season alone, I've had three stories already. So I, you know, I don't know like if it's I can't say it's either coincidence or how common like sexual abuse is. But is. the thing is, is that now back then no one was talking about it. Now it's those it's the adults who had suffered it are using their voices to help heal the other, the other children that have, that that have gone through it. Yes. And we got to protect them. We have to. That's why your passion is so big with kids. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I know that is such a sensitive and touchy subject, but I just want to thank you. Like I said, I have other guests this season that have come through the same story and I mean, they're truly empowered. They wrote books about it. They said that they're not going to, they're not going to, you know, keep it a secret. Although even when they were young and they tried to come out with it, their family members, even their family members said, no, you can't say anything. Yeah. Because they usually cover up everything then, which is wrong, you know, because it's not right. And sometimes kids are, oh, they're going through it and they don't know or wrongfully. They think it is Mm -hmm. okay or it's the norm. But when they grow up, it doesn't affect them then. But when they reach the adult stage and start having kids, that's when it's going to be really affected to them. Mm-hmm. It's going to really, really blow their mind. Well, I really do believe, though, Miss Kadian, that we are the generation that's breaking all these ancestral curses and 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 things that have happened, generational things that are that have no longer served us. It's up to us. It really is. Yes. Because these kids need a brighter future, especially with yes. what we see going on in the world today. Yeah, because the other day I see a video, and it's not the first time, because when I was in Jamaica, they asked a young man what he want to become, and he said he want to become a scammer. The other day, there's a video circulated on Facebook where none, I think the, 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 the children agency are, are, are looking for that child. The person asked the child what you want to become, and she, he said he want to become a robber, a gunman. A killer, a baby. He can't be more than probably seven years old. Wow. And these are not jokes. These are not, nothing to laugh about. Our kids are lost. Because they, the, the young one that said he want to become a scammer, he said all the scammers have big house and car, but the people that work are don't have nothing. Wow. And that comes from a seven-year-old boy. They do. They're very impressionable at a young, young age. So the things that they are setting and the strength that is everything that the adult do, the kids. 
are learning. They are learning from it. We have the way we carry ourselves. Our kids are learning from it. Mm-hmm. It's, they are learning. And if a child can look and say they want to become a criminal, it is bad. It is bad. And this is why I, I write it in my book. I think it is, um, let me see, where I talk about vanity. Vanity is vanity. All is vanity. Thank you. Is in V. Set up on that page. All of these things is vanity. Because sometimes the kids are so pressured to to get what they don't have. They see their friends with it. So um, in V, in V, V and my book, it's it's Ecclesiastic one verse two. It says vanity of vanity, said the preacher. Vanity of vanity, all is vanity. Vanity. What is vanity? Everything in this world is vanity. So if someone has a lot of money or a big house and you don't, there is no need to worry because our kids start worrying when they live into a house where they can't get a Nike shoes and they go to school into a little cheap sneakers and the other kids are laughing at them. They are worried that they can't wear those neighboring shoes like them and they are nothing. Yeah. They start breaking their self-esteem right there. Yeah, so And young. they start trying to find out how oh, they can go and steal to get a Nike on their foot. Wow. And this is why I, I come up with this book. Like, we have to start instilling it from a baby age. Like, they know that all oh, this thing is vanity. And I said in the book, don't, you don't need to worry about this. There is nothing better than, there is, there are not, there are not, they are not better than you because of the stuff they have. So do not equal the vanity with your word. Remember, yep. you, you are more than what money can buy. Remember, to always work hard and with God by your side, you will receive wonderful things. You know, it reminds me so much, though, Miss Katie, and as my mission is always about saying that we are really all one, you know, I mean, like, we have, we come from all different walks of life in terms of like culture and ethnicity, but at the very core, we're all human, you know, and we all, we all have the same needs then same needs in life, which is almost just the basis of other than food and water, right? It's the basic need of love. It's to be yes. able to accept each other for, you know, who, for we who we are, not based upon the different things that we can put on our yes. body. Yes. It's almost the quality of the character of, of yes. who you are. And we, our kids don't know how much they worth. They feel like they don't wear nothing if they don't wear Nike, um, all these neighbors are a pretty outfit. And if it, the outfit is not for a certain amount of money or they are not in this clang, you know, you know, they gang up in school and who is looking better from who is not looking better and all these things. They don't mm-hmm. know their words. Yeah. They don't know their words. They word. don't that, know yep. their words. Yeah. You know, it took me, I'm 43, but it almost took me up to last year to really take time to really love myself. 
And that was the most invaluable thing that I could, you know, that I could do. And I understand like, I'm aware of it now. And sometimes even our parents and the past generations weren't aware of that type of value, but your, your, your love for yourself and your self-worth is what's going to help you navigate through life. You, you know, that one that it, you know, you, you're, you deserve everything that life has to offer. And two, a good thing too, is if you, if you love yourself, you, you set healthy boundaries. Yes. Right. Those are the big things that, that happen. And you don't accept what everyone tried to you. Accept only what is right, right for, you. for you. Absolutely. Wow, you've got some great wisdom, Miss Katie. <laughs> and actually, Thank it helps bring it helps remind me of the things that I stand for. You know. And so as each guest that comes on, it always inspires me to always, one, remember what I stand for, two, to help for all the different causes. And now that I see how much you have a passion for kids, it's always going to be in the back of my head. Like, yes, they are the future. Now you do have, you do, I know you've showed us in throughout this podcast, but could you tell us, could you tell us um, all of the five books that you have and how we would be able to, if any one of the audience members would like to purchase any of the books? Okay. Um, my kiddies' books that I read from today, it's available on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble. And you can reach out to me on my Facebook, my Instagram, if you want a copy. This is a personalized book for my daughter. Oh, remarkable love. Yes. And it's available on Amazon also. You can get a copy of from me or of Amazon. And then The Dark Secret is the one that I co-author. It is also on Amazon. You can get it from Amazon. You can get any from me, but you can get it from Amazon. It's in the U.S. And then this is my adult book. You can get it from Barnes & Noble and Amazon and some other bookstore. Once you type it in Google, it will come up on all the bookstores or you can reach out to me. The other book was a personalized book for my daughter. I don't have a copy of that yet, but it's not for sale. I'm thinking about redoing it in the same context, but I'm going to remove her pictures from it and use some other so I can able to put it out there because it's a wonderful book. (laughs) And as you can, if you're actually the audience, if you're actually watching this on video, Miss Kadian is actually wearing her daughter's headsets. But as <laughs> yes. you can tell, Miss Kadian has a vibrant personality with her blue hair. I'm loving it. And you've been so amazing. But like thank I said, you. thank you so much for sharing your story, your experiences, and you're always welcome on this platform of 8 billion if you'd ever like to come back and if you have anything else to say. But okay. um, is there any parting words that you'd like to leave with the audience? Giving up is not the key. You can move from nothing to something. You have the strength, the power to reach where you want to. Always believe in yourself. You first got to believe in you before others can believe in you. Even if you're going after a dream that someone says it won't work, as long as you believe in that dream, it will come true. Put God first, put God in everything that you do, and know that no matter how much mistake and failure you have, just get up, brush yourself off, and go at it again. God bless. Amazing. Well, thank you, Miss Kidian, for being on the 8 Billion podcast. It's a, like I said, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on, and you're more than welcome to come back. Yes, I will sure be back. 
<laughs> Thank you everyone for tuning in to this week's for the session of the 8 Billion Podcast. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If it's moved you in any way, please review and share your thoughts or text me your thoughts at 949-247-2800.